What's up, everybody? It's uh, the Energy is Love podcast. EnergyIsLovePodcast.com. Go subscribe to our show, our wonderful, beautiful show on iTunes, Google Play. Go find our YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Anywhere and everywhere the podcasts are available, you can find the podcast for the universe. First off, we have to talk about a wonderful event that's coming to Utah. It's going to be the first weekend in January of 2017. So the first big event of the new year, January 6th and 7th, it's the Infinite Possibilities Higher Consciousness Expo. It's going to be, like I said, January 6th and 7th, held at the Union Station up in Ogden, Utah, northern Utah. So if you live in Utah, if you live in the area of the Wasatch Front, it is a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful event that takes place over two days. At the Infinite Possibilities Expo, you are going to find pretty much anything and everything you could possibly imagine with the variety of vendors, booths, speakers, presentations, art, performances, anything you can imagine they have at this expo. So it's a wonderful opportunity to get out and meet some of the people in the spiritual community. Also, if you're looking for help, guidance, healing, whatever the case may be, there's going to be a variety of practitioners there. So it's really a beautiful, wonderful event, and I can't speak highly enough of it. So remember, January 6th and 7th, Ogden, Utah at the Union Station. Go search them out on Facebook, and you'll be able to find out more information about the event and all the people that are going to be there participating. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Crystal Water Float Spa. We all know about floating because we listen to this podcast. Uh, I talk about it a great deal. (laughs) It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So if you live in the area of Twilla, whether it be the Salt Lake Valley or maybe you do live out in Twilla, come out to Crystal Water and hop in one of the tanks. Then you get to lay back and relax and float. Sensory deprivation tanks, flotation tanks, flotation therapy. It doesn't really matter what we call it, but it's designed to heal and benefit and relax every part of you, your mind, your body, your spirit, your soul. So come out and float at Crystal Water Float Spa. You can also find them online at crystalwaterfloat.com. Crystal Water Float is also the nation's only distributor for the Dream Pod. Dream Pods are wonderful, beautiful flotation tanks. Um, Not just wonderful and not just beautiful, but incredibly technologically advanced in the realm of floating. The whole purpose of the Dream Pod is to create an environment for you to lay back and relax and disappear and float away in. So go to dream-pod.com. You can find out more about those tanks. And then when you're ready to open up your own float center, you contact Crystal Water and you get your own float tank shipped out to you. So it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. On today's episode, I had the opportunity, a wonderful opportunity, to speak with the owner of a shop. Uh, it's New Age Insights is the name of the shop, and it's located in Smithers, British Columbia. So I'm currently still in Smithers. We recorded the episode inside the shop up in Smithers. If you've never heard of Smithers, jump online and Google it. Uh, it's a beautiful little town located up here in northern Canada, I suppose. Outside of the fact that it's incredibly cold... <laughs> I've had a wonderful time in Smithers, and this interview was amazing. Her name is Michelle Blackett, and like I said, she's the owner of the shop. Michelle is also incredibly intuitively connected. She's a psychic and a medium, and she works with energy, and she does all these amazing things. So it was a real uh, wonderful opportunity for me to not only meet Michelle, but also get to sit down and really chat with her a lot and learn more about her, learn more about her shop. And we got into a lot of different things during the episode. So go find out more about Michelle and her shop located up in Smithers. We have a lot of listeners in Canada, so if anybody's in the area, 
please stop in and say hi. Michelle's got some buttons for the podcast, so you can sneak in and grab one from her. And then go online to Facebook and find the uh, Facebook page. It's New Age Insights Shop and Smithers. So, but now you get to sit back and relax and enjoy this wonderful, beautiful episode with amazing, amazing, amazing person. Thank you so much, Michelle, for being on the podcast. But here we go with Michelle Blackett. Enjoy. You're listening to the Energy is Love podcast. Energy is love. The Energy is the love podcast. The Energy is Love podcast. Energy is love. The Energy is Love podcast. The podcast for the universe. The Energy is Love podcast. Hello, Michelle. Hi. (laughs) Here we are with the podcast. (laughs) Are you excited? Yes, I've never done a podcast before. Well, excellent. Um, Michelle, tell me your last name. It's something B. Blackett. Blackett. Yeah. And we are in Smithers, Canada. I guess it's, do you guys call it Smithers, Canada or British Columbia? Uh, Smithers, BC. BC. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obviously completely unaware. I hate when I, I don't hate when I come to Canada, but I feel like an idiot when I come to Canada because I absolutely don't know any of the, I guess, nomenclature terms or mm-hmm. the way that you guys reference things up here and stuff. So Smithers, BC which is British Columbia, mm-hmm. up in Canada, up in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and New Age Insights. That's the name of the shop. I'm super spaced out, so everyone's going to have to be A lot of people me. do that, actually, when they come in here. <laughs> they go, everything's in here, like the crystals. They really feel the energy of all of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah. So, luckily, we got the opportunity to meet yesterday, and we record our podcast today. And so, I had just the most wonderful time last night and I really appreciate it. Yeah. So that's how we are up here. Yeah. So <laughs> obviously nobody knows what the hell we're talking about, but no. <laughs> I came into the shop yesterday just to say hi and introduce myself. Cause we had chatted about setting up the interview and everything. And, um, you were kind enough to invite me to dinner. Yeah. And so that was super wonderful. And we got, I got to meet some cool people and delicious food and luckily I got the opportunity to learn a lot more about you. So I do have some things from, last night that I want to bring up tonight. Absolutely. Because some really good stuff. But first off, tell everybody out there about your shop initially. So then we kind of get that out of the way because it is a really kick-ass shop. Thanks. Well, I started my store about three years ago in my house. I was um, doing readings in one of my rooms because I'm a psychic, medium, clairvoyant, you name it. I kind (laughs) of do it. I speak to spirit. And um, I was told by my guide that I needed to start a store now upstairs from the room I was doing readings in, which I said, sure, why not? I've always loved um, new age shops and crystals and, you know, the paranormal. It was always a big interest in, of mine. So I built it, just this tiny little room, and people came. And then next thing you know, I'm in a a little shop off of Main Street, which is a tiny little area, which was about twice the size of my room that I had. And then a year later, I'm in a thousand square foot right off of Main Street. <laughs> um, what was the inspiration? Because you have like just the most eclectic variety of different stuff in here. So you've got typical stuff. And when I say typical, it's yeah. you've got stones, you've got crystals, you've got incense, you've got chakra stuff you've got all the really good stuff that kind of makes up a metaphysical shop Mm -hmm. but then you also have a wide variety of a different stuff and kind of more eclectic stuff yeah it's all about nurturing your inner spirit whatever that may be um whether it's through tarot 
or if it's through the crucifix or Buddha or anything like that. You, you're, if I can't, uh, if it's not in my shop, I'm going to find it for you. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite item in here, like something that you may have for mm-hmm. sale, but you're hoping nobody buys because you just like it so much? Oh, there's a few. There's a few pieces here that I've uh, fallen in love with, but um, I got my eye on a few big crystals, actually. <laughs> if they don't go, I'm probably going to take them home. Yeah. But yeah, anything I can get, um, anything that I like, I bring in. And I'm still learning my customer base. Uh, what I think will sell doesn't. And what I think won't sell really does. So that's all about being a retailer. It's finding out what your customers want. And you've been in this shop for a year, right? Just over a year Just now. Just a yeah. over a year. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Um, let's go back a little bit. So you said that you're a psychic, you're a medium, clairvoyant. I love how, um, like for me, I think we just need to sum it up and boil it down to like you're just an energetic person connected to the universe. Like make it really easy. You're super spiritual. Yeah. And you have access to all those variety of gifts and whatever else we want to label it and call it. Yeah, it changes. You know, maybe in another year I can do something else. I'm still learning. It never ends, the Mm -hmm. learning. And when divinity, I like to say divinity... Uh, thinks I'm ready for another step. Well, then now I can speak to animals and <laughs> now I can hear a tree talking or, you know, it's it changes. And I'm in awe. I'm always in awe of how everything works in the universe. It's so simple. And people try to make it so complicated and it's not. It, it really, really is simple, isn't it? Very simple. Like when you break it down, granted, there's one way to look at the way that everything spins in the universe and all that kind of stuff. And nobody has that figured out. It's mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. But I think at the core of it, it is simple. Mm-hmm. It's just really easy stuff. Yeah. And spirit, when they come through and they want to talk to me and they show me things on the other side for my clients, I am humbled by it. And I just, I sometimes get brought to tears over it because it's so beautiful and how they can take memories that they had here over there and relive them. And that I didn't realize they could do. (laughs) It's really cool. It is cool. So if we go back even further, like your childhood, or when was the first memory that you have where you, maybe looking back, you can see that you were connected or you were experiencing some form of connection? It was my uncle and aunt's house in Toronto. And it was outside of it, or Ontario, I don't remember. I think it was eight years old. And uh, it was a very old house. And I could sense and I could feel the spirits in the house. And I knew they were where they were in the house because the energy would make my fingertips just um, like they're falling asleep. It always ended up with my fingertips doing that. That was the first time. I was never scared. I've never been afraid of spirit. That being said, I don't want to see one on the side of my bed when I open my eyes. I will lose my <laughs> Shit. But uh, I kind of made a, an agreement that I don't mind doing the work as long as there's not going to be in my face sort of stuff. And it hasn't in 18, 20 years, you know, that I've come out and been doing this. So. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen anything or come across anything that you were frightened of? I can't say I was frightened of it, but I did see a demonic. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't scare me, which I was really surprised at. I think I was just more, okay, I see you, and you know I see you. 
and now you gotta leave. It was more like that. You take charge of that situation. You know that um, when you deal with energy, if you give in to the dark energy and the, the well, dark energy, it'll follow you. It will kind of um, make you feel like you're not in control. But if you walk into the situation with complete control, they can't hurt you. They just can't hurt you. See, that idea, though, control, because I think a lot of times in the space of energy and whether we're in meditation or uh, working with somebody like in a reading or something, a lot of times we have to almost let go and allow for whatever it is that's there. So how do you find the balance in that space where, you know, moving into a space where you might have some sort of negative energy or something that's coming forth that, you know, might be interpreted that way, controlling that in a sense so that it doesn't overtake you or mm -hmm. that your fear doesn't grab the hold of you? But at the same time, you have to let go in that space a lot of times too, don't you think? Well, having total awareness is really the key point here. If you don't and are not aware of what's happening, you are going to get um, played with. And that's never fun. <laughs> I get lots of people coming into my shop in situations like that. And they don't know what to do. So that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's try this and let's try this. And if that doesn't work, I'm coming to your house and we're going to try this and this. And if that doesn't work, we'll find a way to make sure things are clean. Do you ever go into houses and do cleansings and smudging and yeah. all that kind of stuff? all the time. Do you? All the time, yeah. Yeah, it was really busy this year, just before <laughs> Halloween. It was crazy busy this year. Busier than you kind of seen it in the past? Yeah, well, usually springtime, it gets busy. And then just before Halloween, because the veil is thinning, um, people start coming in and saying there's people standing by my bed or things are flying around the house. And this is really happening. And they're afraid. They don't know what to do. And I said, oh, it's it's simple. They're just moving on and they're just going on through. <laughs> but this is what you can do. And uh, so that's what I do. And I provide that service. That's really cool. Um, I want to <laughs> I want you to tell a fun story because now we have a little bit of an idea about you and kind of a, <laughs> a, you know, understanding of how you work and all that kind of stuff. We can get into more of it, but I want you to tell the Liam Neeson story. Oh my God, the That's Liam Neeson story. story. Oh my God. Well, he was up here filming a movie called The Gray. Mm -hmm. He, Yeah, and that was filmed in Smithers atop of our mountain. I didn't see that one. Yeah. Do you want to know why? Wolves. Well, it was a negative portrayal of wolves. Yeah. I thought that, you know, I see the preview for it and I got pissed off. I'm like, wolves aren't like that. Like, they're not mean attack. Like, for me, I have a deep-seated love for the wolf. So yeah. I didn't see it, but. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, it was filmed up here in Smithers, so Liam's. You would have liked the ending. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I knew uh, that Liam Neeson, who is one of my favorite actors of all time, um, was coming up and I knew that I'd never see him. But it's still kind of new. And uh, a week before the situation that happened, I was driving along Main Street and I was thinking about Liam and his late wife showed up. And uh, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's Natasha. And she had something to say to him. And she wanted me to give him a message. And I was like, that's never going to happen. Never going to meet <laughs> Liam Neeson. Oh my God, Liam Neeson. And... Uh, Luck would have it, one day, it was about a Thursday, 
my sister called me and I was in bed and she said, well, let's go and get like a little coffee and a, and a, and a piece of cake or something, a little nibbly before bed, you know, to escape the kids and everything. Mm-hmm. And we never do that. So we decided to go to uh, the place in town that we always visit and they were closed, which is never happens. It just doesn't happen. This is a popular place. So then we decided to go to the lodge where movie stars are where they they stay. And um, Allison said, well, what if Liam Neeson is here? <laughs> and I said, well, wouldn't that be something? But no, it's not going to happen. And all the while throughout the week, Natasha would be talking to me about how she needed to talk to him. And um, <clears throat> we walk in and we say, hey. Liam Neeson here? And they go, yeah, he's actually sitting right over there with the cast and crew. <laughs> They're the only ones sitting there in the dining room. And Allison and I just looked at each other, and Allison says, you need to tell him. And I said, I can't tell him. She said, no, you need to tell him. So she walks in. She goes right past all these guys. And I'm going, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's Liam Neeson. <laughs> anyway, so I swung by and said, hey, cast and crew, it's nice to see you, you know, and I really cold here and you guys are doing a good job and I'm really happy that you're in Smithers. And I walked over to Liam and I looked at him and I said, it's very nice to meet you. And he shook my hand. I couldn't look at his eyes. Oh my God, I would have <laughs> fainted right there. And he was so polite and so kind. And then I went and sat in the, in the at the table. It's just the two of us there. And uh, all the while, I realized that divinity put me in this position to deliver a message that I was given. Mm-hmm. And after an hour of me gazing at Liam <laughs> and sweating bullets, maybe I could write a letter. Maybe I could leave it with the waitress. The waitresses all know what I did. Uh, a lot of people in town know what I do. But this was in the early stages. Mm-hmm. After an hour, he left. And we left. And I felt terrible. And I just didn't want to be dressed down by Liam Neeson. He was going to yell at me, how dare you, you know. Um, it was just so a fear of being, you know, yelled at by your your Hollywood crush. <laughs> and um, I decided to just go home. And she kept me up all night. And I got to a point where I had to call in my guide to say, okay, she has to back off. I have to work in the morning. Natasha, right? Yeah. And she's beautiful. Oh, she was beautiful. And uh, And that was it. And then a couple of days later, he left, and he was on the Ellen show. And uh, Ellen says, what's up? You seem a little stiff when you're sitting down. He says, yeah, I hurt my uh, my back or my neck or something filming. And that was the message she wanted to give. Watch your neck. Watch your back. You're not taking good enough care. And uh, something about his older son. And um, I just jammed out. And I still carry that. It still bothers me. Mm-hmm. Because when you are given a gift of um, delivering a message, it takes a lot, as I understand now, for spirit to come through and deliver a message. It takes a lot of energy for them. You owe it to them because of what you've been given to deliver those messages. It doesn't matter if they get upset with you. It doesn't matter. It At least you can just deliver it. And uh, yeah. And then, then I can sleep at night. <laughs> and they'll let me sleep at night. Yeah. Yeah. So that one was one I'll never forget. 
Yeah, but we talked about it a little bit last night and the benefits from that experience, right? Where uh, the realization of, like you said, divinity or the universe, whatever we want to call it, puts you in the position. So something crazy like that, where initially you're like, there's no way in hell I'm going to meet Liam Neeson, right? That's right. <laughs> and now you're in the position where you actually have the opportunity to speak to him and share the message mm-hmm. that his wife's given you. And you don't, but at the same time, you grow from that experience. And for me, I always think we're right where we're supposed to be. And I think it's completely plausible. So we look at just that experience, that situation, right? And there's so many different aspects of it where it would be easy to think about that situation in regards to there's just one outcome where his wife wanted you to communicate, right? But I think there's a lot of different outcomes from that situation. Mm -hmm. And I think she knows that or realizes that in some sense going into it where she may completely fully understand that you're actually not going to talk to her husband. She mm-hmm. knows all the stuff that's going to take place and you're going to get the opportunity, but you're not going to. But because of the ramifications that stem from that experience, mm-hmm. that's the actual benefit from it. Yeah. So there's always those little different things, you know, and I love getting lost in those, like the dynamics of all the intricate ways that shit works. Yeah. Well, I certainly <laughs> learned uh, a valuable lesson in that. And I've never not told somebody when they have a message from someone, just like Teresa Caputo, I do the same thing. It doesn't happen every day, but every once in a while, there's going to be a message that comes through and it may not make any sense to me, mm-hmm. but it will to them. And uh, I've done that for years now. So let's because I want you to explain this as well, at least from your viewpoint and your perspective. Um, somebody that's a medium is communicating, accessing, has some sort of channel and connection with people that have crossed over. Mm-hmm. And from my understanding, because every now and then in the space when I start to work with energy, whether it's with a client or something like that, I'll have um, people come through. But it's not like my specialty. It's not something that I, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? It just happens sometimes. But from my understanding of it, The idea is that in that realm or space or dimension or universe or heaven, whatever the hell we want to call it, where those people exist, the vibration is really high and they're at a really high vibration. Mm -hmm. And they have to come down in vibration in order to kind of communicate with our dumb asses because we vibrate Mm -hmm. really low. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of what your understanding Mm -hmm. is? Very similar. It's like they're talking through water. And sometimes the messages are very, very clear in my ear. Like I can, I can hear them clearly. Other times they like to show me in visual pictures and, uh, like I'll see a tractor. I'm seeing a tractor and they say, well, my uncle died on the tractor and I'll say, well, there, there you go. It's him. And he wants to let you know this, that he's happy. And then I'll see something about a frying pan. I don't know why. Like, why am I seeing a frying pan? And they'll say, oh, because there was a big fight who got to have the frying pan he owned. And, you know, it's stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just silly stuff. But it's it's important to them. What might not feel important to me, it's important to them. So, Do you remember um, some really profound experiences in that space of working with people? Maybe you know, a specific one that really stuck out where, because I think a lot of, I mean, they're all profound, right? I mean, the the fact that you have the ability to do it, the fact that it happens and takes place and the mm-hmm. universe is going to align. So Liam Neeson crosses your path. Those things are really profound that they take place, right? Yeah. Um, but do you have some that kind of stick out that you're willing to share and talk about some that are kind of really... A murder. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty profound. That's a big one. Yeah. It sticks I had out a, a little a bit. a girl that came to see me a couple of years ago and... Um, 
not very often when spirit comes through, they're angry. Mm -hmm. And this male spirit came through and he was angry. He was so angry. And uh, so I look at her and I said, there is somebody here who wants to talk to you, but he is angry and it's up to you. Are you willing to hear what he has to say? And she had this look on her face like, like she had seen a ghost. And she thought about it for a minute. And I said, I want you to realize that it is important for the spirit to have a say. And she said, okay. He wanted to let her know that um, he saw her leave the scene of the murder. Not go in and see if he was okay. She turned around. She fled because she was scared. And they never found his body for, I think, a couple of weeks. She went and she saw the scene? Oh, yeah. She she knew something was up, but she didn't dare go into the trailer to, to see what it was. She was young. Mm-hmm. And he, this made him really upset that he was left alone for two weeks in this little trailer. And she knew. She knew. And uh, he just really wanted her to admit that. To really admit that. Um, and when she did, and she broke down. And uh, there's a lot of things, you know, drugs and stuff in all of this situation. But at the end of that, uh, he was calm and he forgave her. And he just needed to have her know that he saw this and he understood this and that it wasn't okay and and stuff. So it was a healing for both in a way Mm -hmm. because she knew what she did. She had no idea it was coming out (laughs) in the reading, right? Um, but yeah, that was a pretty so big one. somebody that came inside, it's not just like the stranger that goes walking past, right? No, he was right here. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's not very often that they're angry. Um, but I've had experiences where there's um, a mean person in life trying to come through. And uh, I stopped that right away. I found a way to do that. And it was, you know, I have a guide that really takes good care of me and uh, protects me. So I'm very lucky that way. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a lot of things that have happened to me that are just really amazing situations, like the Tower of London. Like that was my first experience where I was just completely entranced in pain and in sorrow. And I didn't know what was happening to me. Like I knew it was a past life feeling. I was 20, 21. I knew I couldn't get out of there fast enough but i my body wouldn't leave did somebody totally come in nope doors locked okay but we do have a spare one <laughs> so anyway um this i've never ever had that kind of sorrow before my sister dragged me out of there and i didn't understand what was wrong i just wanted to cry but i heard i heard voices and that was the first time i've ever heard voices and it was like talking to somebody at a party you know, the sound of the people in the background, mm-hmm. that's exactly what it sounded like. It was most mostly male. And they were getting angrier and angrier, the sounds. And I was like, oh, I couldn't understand them. Well, I finally came home and I got some help and I talked to another lady who was a very gifted lady. And I did some research on the things that she came up with. And it was, I was in the Peasants' Revolt back in the day. And I was thrown in there with a bunch of men in a pit left to die because we wanted to talk to the young boy king maybe if he sees us he'll listen that was a big one that was a big one and then things just started 
going more and more. <laughs> Tell me your um your perspective or your thoughts when it comes to past lives. I totally believe them. Okay. Yeah. I deal a lot with the past lives. Um, I have lived many, many, many times. I've been a witch in almost every single lifetime. So it was my sister, actually. <laughs> and uh, we've been hung and burned and all this stuff. We've gone through a lot of that stuff. So we actually are finding ourselves repeating the same life over and over again. And I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. You know, I'm bringing out this Wicca. I, I didn't even know I was one. And I was always struggling with it for the last 15 years and um, letting people know exactly what it is and nature and loving. And it's not what everybody thinks it is from the, you know, religions around the world that just have decimated that belief system. Yeah. Yeah. So past lives, because this is my thought, right? Mm -hmm. I've had past life experiences. I've had people give me past life readings, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've had a lot of memories that I would classify as like a past life mm -hmm. memory. But I came to this point in my journey, in my path, where I started to question them because I think that so much, not so much, I think literally we just have the present where we're just in the moment now where time is this illusion and we've created it in some sense to kind of give us boundaries and mm -hmm. place, you know, so that we don't go crazy. But I think that only now is happening and it's only the present and so if that's the case, and this is my belief, then how the hell can I have a past life? How can there be a past if it's only now? So then I rolled that around in my head for quite some time trying to think about it. And, you know, I'd meditate on thoughts like that. And I'd have all these different things. And what I kind of came to uh, think or believe, in a sense, was it is only now. We only have the present, just the moment that we're living in. There's no past, there's no future, but when we connect with some other um, aspect of our energy that we would classify as a past life, it's just our energy in some other place, um, some other realm, some other space, because I believe that there's multiple realms, dimensions, whatever the heck we want to call it. So we're connecting with our energy in that space and we benefit from it. I mean, a mm -hmm. lot of times when you have a past life remembrance, you're gaining insight and information that helps you now, right? Mm -hmm. So I think when I have them, then they pop up. I'm gleaming information and insight from whatever it is that's presenting itself and then vice versa. That person on the other side or that energy or whatever the hell it is on the other side is also having a past life remembrance of me and my experience now. And they're getting information from it. So it's my energy helping my energy just in different places and times. Does that make sense? It does, but I think you're complicating so much. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely simple. do make it too complicated. I think there's a, a you're halfway there, I think, <clears throat> on that. But I think it's more like your soul, your spirit mm -hmm. um, is the same one from thousands of years ago. You're here to learn something. You're here for enlightenment of some sort. Um, and you're going to keep repeating it until you learn it. And, uh, and yeah, I you can totally get in touch with the person you were back then. It takes a lot of training to do so. I don't do it. It's not my thing. I don't do that. But uh, I do recognize when things are just happening to me that feel really familiar. Past life thing. And we just carry those experiences with us in our cells, in our actual bodies. There's still memory there. 
even though it's within the soul. But do you think that there's only the now and the present? Because that's a big thing where you have to live in the now and you have to be present in moments, right? Because yeah. it's kind of all that we yeah, have you, in a sense. But you need to know where you've been to know where you're going. Yeah. You know, that is so important. Otherwise, you're going to keep screwing it up and you're just going to repeat over and <laughs> over again. Now, time is very different. Like you say, there's lots of different levels of time. That's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. And they can bend time there. It's really something like if, if, um, say if my dad died to, um, 10 years ago to them, it would be like three days. It's so different. And, uh, I'm just not a scientist. I just don't know how to bend time, <laughs> but I know it's simple and it's not hard to figure it out. It's just your soul leaves. You go home, you go through life with soul families. So your wife might have been your daughter, could have been your son, but you go through different lifetimes together. And that's how you find each other, you know, and you learn together. And before you come to this plane or this level, you get together with your guide, okay? And you say, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be learning in this lifetime. This is what I need to do. Or you're going to be his guide for his journey to, to learn this level of situation, what we're doing. It's all so mapped out. It's really mapped out. We may not understand, but they're there to guide us. And that's what that gut instinct of yours is. It's that your, your compass. And that's where it's taking you. If it doesn't feel right, there's a reason. Get back on course. And your guides usually try to do that for you and help you. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has two. Do you Everyone. think we are, or, I mean, because sometimes I have these interviews right on the podcast and I feel like an asshole because I'm sitting here contradicting or challenging <laughs> or, and of course I'm not doing that, right? Yeah. We're just here brainstorming and talking yeah. about yeah. all these wonderful things. But, um, so you say everybody has two. Do you mm -hmm. think, I mean, I think it's possible that everybody could have way more than two or way less or do you know what I mean? You have one guide that's been with you from the very beginning. You hardly ever talk to that one. Mm -hmm. That one is always there to do on your behalf. Go to the council and make sure, like if you're going through, if you lost your entire family and you're dealing with so much pain, they will go on your behalf to help you relieve some of that. Um, your guide guide is there to help you keep on your path. It's the one that communicates with you the most. I have that second guide is called Serafina. She's an East Indian lady. I've never spoken to her maybe once. What? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> anyway, my, my main guide, his name's Abel, and I call him Abe. And uh, I, I know exactly what he looks like, and I went and talked to a medicine man here, and he totally described him exactly how he looked. And it was just like, yep, yeah, that's him. Yeah, so... Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, Serafina. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Well, I don't know a whole lot about her. She's a beautiful older lady, and she wears, well, very East Indian regalia. But she's very um, succinct, this woman. Um, she's no BS, um, and she stays in the back. Like, she's the uh, creator, like the master of where I am. Okay. And Abe talks with her. Like she's the boss, sort of, so to speak. But I don't get to speak with her much at all. No, no. I think I've maybe done that once. Yeah. Yeah. 
remind me when we're done and I'll tell you about my experience with Serafina. Oh, okay. Which you probably shared on the podcast, but I'm not going to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but remind me because I was surprised when you said it. That's, um, I was just surprised. So that's yeah. exciting. I'm looking forward to <laughs> well, Maybe it. you're here for a reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck, now I can't get it out of my head. But I had something else I was going to ask you. I don't know if I'm going to be able to remember it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of challenging you in a sense, right? As okay. I'm kind of sitting here and we're debating, I guess, in a sense. We're not debating, obviously, but bantering <laughs> back and forth about yeah. these things. When it comes down to it, like for me, I struggle with the fact that everything is now, mm-hmm. right? So you talk about, oh, the, the other thing I was going to ask you too is you say um, – the one guy that you don't ever really communicate a whole lot with, but it's with you your entire time, they'll go mm-hmm. to the council on your behalf. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by the council? There's a council that actually of angels or spirit or whatever they want to call themselves, but mm-hmm. they they go on your behalf to help uh, ease your pain and um, that sort of thing. It's it, The human spirit is an amazing thing, but it can be broken. And I don't think that's the intention. It's never been the intention. And some people just don't realize that there is help there in the spirit realm. I don't even know if you even want to call it the spirit realm. It's it's above the spirit realm. It's vast and it's caring and it's love itself. And it's it's hard for people sometimes to even see it because of the pain. So that's when matters get taken in their own hands. It's just like suicides. Suicides, they don't go straight up or over, <laughs> however do you want to say it. They actually go into a holding pattern. And it's not until a lot of people are praying for them or people on the other side that are their relatives get them out of there. And it takes a lot of prayer and a lot of patience because they're broken. And uh, it's just compassion. Compassion with the living and compassion with those that have crossed over. Because nobody's really dead. They just change their energy into something different. But don't ever think for a moment that there's not organization on the other side. (sighs) See, I don't know. (laughs) I go back and forth and so many times and I had somebody on the podcast. I don't remember who it was, but when we got done, she's like, you need to stop thinking about shit. Like just decide (laughs) stuff and that's okay. That's good enough. But I think way too much about things. And, um, because I, I think about the, the so the idea that there's some council out there that is um you know responsible for this existence in the in the souls and the people that are here and kind of coordinating and um you know all the stuff that's for the higher and greater purpose and all that kind of stuff I like the idea of that mm-hmm. but um I think that I think things are way too I think things are way too random so you talked to you also mentioned that there's a plan, like we have mm-hmm. a contract, we have this whole thing laid out where we're going to come down to this experience and we're going to have um, things that we're going to learn and opportunities to move past some of these things that we've repeated throughout lifetimes and stuff like that. I think it's way more chaotic and um, like uh, random. Yeah, we don't want to repeat the same things we've been through. That's that's the goal, not to repeat. Mm-hmm. We want to become, you know, um, beings of of uh, transformation and uh, enlightenment and to understand, do we really know why we're here? Like, do we really know that? I don't. I don't have the answers to that. What's your idea? 
<laughs> aliens? No. <laughs> I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's totally aliens. <laughs> okay. I just don't know. It's actually been proven that our DNA isn't even in uh, the Homo sapiens and stuff yeah. like that. Okay, where did we come from? We were obviously moved from one con- from some place and put here. Um, that's interesting. That's really interesting to me. Uh, I don't have all the answers. All I have is what I've experienced. And uh, my brother passed away 18, 18 years ago or something like that. And we ended very angry. We had a huge argument. And then he dies. And he just goes ahead and dies. And uh, two months later, he came to me in a visitation. And that was the first time that I've ever had a visitation in dream state. And we talked about our anger and we cleared things up. And then he started showing me what was about to happen in my life and the life of my sister and my nieces. And it happened. And uh, I asked him, I said, this is so great, Kenny. Can you come back and do this again? <laughs> like, oh, this is really, really great. And he said, no, 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 no. We, we're pretty busy here. We're pretty busy here. And I was like, and that was my first thought, like, holy crap. <laughs> they're, they're organized. They take courses when we take courses. If there's something, like if you had lost a brother or something, and your brother really liked something you're about to take in a, in a course or mm-hmm. learn, he'd be alongside you learning with you. It's, it's just amazing. And they can do anything. And they can take a memory of you two playing baseball together when you were two years old or 10 years old or something like that and replay it on the other side with them like you're there you are actually over there but you're sitting right across from me so how could you be over there they have that ability to replay memories don't you think that they're always here with us as well no where they're not well cause... <laughs> in and out in and out they come in and out because I think that, uh, I think for me, at the core of everything that I believe, and that's why it's the Energy is Love podcast, because mm-hmm. for me, energy is just love. Yeah. And it's easy for me to equate to love because of the love that I have for my children mm-hmm. and how we're up here in Smithers and I'm from Utah and my kids are in Utah, right? So I'm physically not with them, but they're still surrounded by my love. I'm Absolutely. still connected to them, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it made sense that if we die and pass away... That's not going to change. No, it doesn't change. Just because I'm on some other place or some other Mm -hmm. realm, I'm still going to be with my kids just as I was in this physical body. Oh, absolutely. So that's what I meant. I think that they're always with us. Okay. In in that sense, you're going to be busy doing things. Yeah, but I'm not limited anymore. (laughs) No, you're not. That's the cool thing. Because if they are thinking about you and want you, you're there like Mm -hmm. now. You're like right now. But that is a lot of times a lot of people say, well, I don't feel my husband around me anymore. I don't feel my daughter with me anymore. I said, well, she's still there. She's just kind of busy on the other side uh, looking after (laughs) everybody else. But you light a candle, and I always say this, light a candle. They're there. Candles uh, hold so much energy that, uh, and it's a it's a connection that you're having with them, right? Um, But they're there. They're always there. Whenever you think of them, they're there. But they're not there while you're... Somebody explained it to me just perfectly. They said they're in the other room. You don't see them. Sometimes you don't feel them, but they're in the other room. That's a good way to look at and it. And I really like liked it. And it made a whole lot of sense. You yeah. know, they may not be sitting beside you 24 hours a day, but they do come when you need them. Mm-hmm. They always do. And the same thing with the love. Same thing. 
That's why lights flicker. That's why your TV does random things. Gets cold in the room. It's because they're using that energy to to be present with you. Send you a message. It's yeah. pretty cool stuff. It is cool yeah. stuff. <laughs> I still can't get over the Serafina thing. We may have to talk about it, but I, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> I'm just going to keep bringing it up and piss everybody off. I'm not going to okay. talk about it, but... Um, we're in the shop and we're in the corner of the shop where you have a lot of, um, cool shit. You got cool shit everywhere, but, um, you've got candles and you've got, would you describe this as kind of your Wiccan corner corner where you've got more of the, I have a corner here for Wicca okay. yeah, and books and, uh, black salt and tarot. And I kind of keep it in an area where people feel safe they can come in. Mm -hmm. um, whereas there's uh, Catholic ladies that will come in for rosaries. They don't necessarily have to go through the Wicca stuff and the stuff. <laughs> I don't need, we don't need to be in each other's faces. We need to respect each other's views. And that is so very important. Um, a lot of my friends are Buddha. A lot of my friends are Catholics. My best friend is. And uh, she wasn't sure of what I was doing until she saw how, what I did in front of her. And she's like, holy crap. <laughs> It's great. But yeah, it's just respect. If everybody comes in here, they need to respect each other's views. You don't have to agree with them. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest misconception uh, when it comes to the idea of Wicca and the, and the, the teachings behind it? Or do you know what I mean? Yeah, Whatever. that's easy. Devil worship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, devil, devil worship is a, is a Christian concept. The devil is a Christian concept. If you don't go to church, the devil will get you. <laughs> you know, we don't believe in the devil. We do believe in good and evil. We know that. We've seen it. Yin and yang, positive, negative, you know, love, hate. It's there. You need balance. You need them both. And you have to find and maneuver through all of that. And sometimes, you know, I can change people's views. And I've done a lot of that in this town. A great deal. I don't hide. Yeah. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Smithers is a small town, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, but I think it's easy to take that when I say small town mentality, because I come from a small town. So that small mm -hmm. town mentality, right? And the fact is a lot of times if you don't, um, necessarily align yourself with the norm of whatever's going on or you don't feel a part of the norm you know a lot of times in small towns it tends to be religion mm -hmm. for whatever reason yeah um but it's not always that way but it's easy to take that uh that dynamic and that concept where and then expand it outwards to what you know not your life in general and when you go out into society and mm -hmm. things like that and i think it's really important not to hide so people that are out there that are spiritually inclined or interested or have some sense of um do you know what I mean all the shit that we talk about and all mm -hmm. this stuff uh I think it's important that they come out and that they don't hide because yeah I mean it's no I mean it's no different than people when it comes to their sexuality right the people mm -hmm. has to they have to repress that because of their upbringing and where mm -hmm. they're from and all that kind of stuff you see that it just eats away at people oh yeah oh yeah I've seen that my stepson was uh gay for many many years and uh he had to leave this town. Mm -hmm. And now he's Mr. Gay Canada in the amazing race. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> he came in third. I was so proud of him. Mr. It's, Gay Canada. Yeah, he was. And he's a model and everything. He's an awesome kid. Yeah. A kid. And uh, same thing with uh, anything you, you want to stand behind, educate yourself. Before you open up your mouth on something you have no idea about, crack a book that simple and then we'll talk yeah 
and it's a book, don't just Google shit. Don't just Google <laughs> shit. Like there's many wonderful books. information out there, yes. but yes. you definitely can get uh, terrible, terrible information from mm-hmm. the internet. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. that's no surprise. Earlier in October, I, uh, I made an event called Behind the Broom for this town because mm-hmm. there's so many people following Wicca now or wanting to get into it. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to get have an event where everybody can come and everybody can talk with each other and learn about it and answer all these questions. And it was great. It was so great. And it was so supportive of the town. And people now know, more of them, what Wicca is and what it's not Mm -hmm. and how many people are really following that path. And I think the important thing too is, at least in my mind, you know, just because you choose to follow a path or... um, investigate not investigate but look into things and start to believe some of these things Mm -hmm. that doesn't identify yourself in just that one way right so suddenly if you start to look into the path of the wiccan and all the different things and all the different aspects it obviously doesn't mean you're a witch obviously it doesn't mean that wicca and witchcraft are two different things completely wicca is a is a faith is a religion witchcraft is a craft of 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 doing something it's it's very different than wiccan not every wicca is a witch and not every mm. witch is a wiccan i know that's confusing no that's not confusing <laughs> okay at all. some people go what somewhere and then we can talk about christian witches <laughs> which there's lots of christian witches out there and people go what yeah so yeah just love each other take care of each other be patient with each other don't hurt each other yeah Those simple good uh tenants yeah Good things to live by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my purpose, I guess, is to educate, love, have compassion for my friends and my my clients and people that walk into my my store. Sometimes they just need a hug. Sometimes they just need to have someone listen to them. And um, I'm more than happy to provide that. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Do you ever think that, because um, I think this sometimes where we have all of this stuff, right? So I'm not just talking about the things that are in your shop as I'm looking around and things. I'm not talking about material things, but all these ideas and these concepts and these things that we base our life on and our mm-hmm. faith on. Do you ever think that maybe those are just things that we've created? And what I mean by that is not necessarily you, the individual, but over time and over history, and even though I don't believe in time and history, but... Uh, like the collective consciousness of people mm-hmm. where we have created all of these beliefs to some extent, essentially to give us some sort of um, peace in this existence. Sense that we're not alone. Yeah. Sense that we're okay and we have something to believe in and it brings us comfort. It's just like a teddy bear. Yeah. Even if, you know, because I, sometimes I sit and think about like early man, right? Mm-hmm. And they're sitting in the dark. Uh, outside and they're looking up and they're seeing stars and everything like that. Um, but I, w- I wonder at what point in our history and in our evolution, fear became fear. Because I think fear in itself is such a big factor for people in society and in life and everybody, right? Has so many different things in regards to fear. And so I think when did fear become fear? Greed. You think it had to do with greed? Oh, I think it had a lot to do with greed survival you know yeah people need to believe in something more than themselves sometimes that they're taken care of and that there's 
there's something afterwards. That's scary to a lot of people. I've met a lot of spirit that have not crossed over because they're scared of the consequences of their life. And they don't realize it's it's peace on the other side. Mm-hmm. There's no judgment. I mean, you, you go through a... Um, when you pass, you do go over a reckoning sort of a thing. You you review your life and what you put three put people through, and what you've done for people in your life. You you are the one who judges yourself, and that's pretty powerful stuff right there. You think you're the one that judges yourself? Yes, you do. To what end, though? You feel what you've done to other people. You so actually just physically to... feel that. So if you were a bully in your life, you feel that. If you killed someone in your life, you feel that. You feel the pain you put other people through. Yeah, that's pretty sobering. And that's an excellent <laughs> way to do it. Like, holy cow. You are the creator of what you're going to do, what happens to you. Need a good life. Be nice. Yeah. You know, if you're not a nice person, yeah, you're going to have to pay for some things on the other side. Now let's find out why. Why were you doing this? You weren't always like this. What happened to you to create you this way? And then let's look at that and figure that one out. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Are you worried? <laughs> no, I feel like we have a whole lifetime of that where we're trying to figure out shit in regards to our life and why we're the way that we are and why we did what we did. And Wouldn't that be nice to find and... that before it got to the point we pass? Yeah. To, to, to enlighten ourselves of... Yeah, we, we may not have all the answers, but at least we're, we're good people, mm-hmm. you know, and we can stand by our, our, our loyalty to each other and the human race and to animals too and our environment. It goes everywhere, everywhere, you know, everything has energy. You've lived uh, in Smithers your whole life, right? Yeah. And so you're from Canada, you're from BC and everything like that. How big is the... Um I guess the uh, spiritual culture or the metaphysical, how big is this type of stuff? Maybe not necessarily because it's probably pretty limited in Smithers in a sense, even though. Not really. It's huge. Is it? Yeah. Smithers is a great town. Like it's a great ski town, hunting, fishing, tourism. It's huge. And, uh, you know, see people come and they visit Smithers and then they move back. (laughs) <laughs> and they move here. And there's so many young families here because it's a great place to raise your kids. The community always pulls together. If something's happening, like so-and-so's kid has cancer, we all have these huge events and we, we, we raise money for them so they can travel. This is what Smithers is like. And uh, that's pretty awesome. And people are quite artistic, musicians. Like and Smithers really does have everything here. Don't you think because... You know, I'm from the States, right? So our view of Canada. Um, <laughs> I got to hear this. <laughs> well, you guys have the same England? thing when it comes to, uh, you know, the States. Utah. Yeah. Is it flat? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's pretty common. Everybody that I talk to or, you know, out there in the world and whatnot, the Canadians just in general are really nice. Mm-hmm. And I have found that to be true. I told you this is my second time up to Canada and everything like that. And everybody that I've come into contact with is, that's not true. I did meet somebody at the airport that was like, not nice. Really? (laughs) It was a terrible thing where (laughs) I was um, getting on the plane and you have to, you know, show your boarding pass right before you go out and get on Mm -hmm. the plane. And the lady was so pissed off because I had my headphones on. 
because oh, yeah. I was listening to stuff and I just have to show her stuff, right? And she looks at me and she's like, take your headphones off. So I take my headphones off and she continues to do whatever she was doing, which was just like scanning my mm-hmm. uh, boarding type pass. And then she looks at me again. And she's like, turn it off because my music was still playing. And I'm like, what the hell? I can completely board the plane with headphones on. Like I, I didn't mm-hmm. get it. But that was like the fourth flight on the day of 13 hours. So I was pissed off yeah. anyways. But I think Canadians in general are really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for me, that's my experience. But what are some of the, uh, and this might be fun, what are some of the things that you have, what are some of the stereotypes that you may have in regards to people from the States? Well, I've actually, I, I've actually seen this. They're sound shooters. Sound shooters. Yeah. What if something hell? moves in the bush, they'll shoot it. <laughs> they'll shoot at it before they know what it is. I've seen it. Uh-huh. I was a big hunter when I was a kid. And yeah, sure enough, you know, it's scary when the Americans come up to do some hunting. We're just like, oh, shit. Oh, God. <laughs> Make sure everybody's wearing their fluorescence. <laughs> but yeah, there's, yeah. So sound shooters. Um, the Americans that I've actually met through in my store in, in tourism are very nice. They're really nice people, very generous and very, very, very nice people. I've also traveled in New Orleans. Really nice. Again, really sweet, nice, amazing people. And uh, I don't know. I, I keep thinking about Trump every time I think about I know. Tell me, tell me your perspective, right? Because we, we had uh, fun talking about that last night. But like, okay. what the hell do people think about the fact that... We shake our heads. <laughs> shake our heads we want to build the wall but um i saying well that's not going to solve anything it's either going to be really really good or it's going to be really really bad mm-hmm. and um i'm really really hoping he steps up and gets rid of the garbage that's happening uh like I, like he's even said that you know he's not a politician he never wanted to be but somebody had to stop the madness and yeah there is a lot of madness and we can get right into that whole <laughs> Well, how big of a, because I think Americans and the, you know, the United States and everything, I think a lot of times we think that we're the center of the universe and that what happens yeah. in America and we're such an important country mm-hmm. and we completely lose sight of the fact that we're just one small portion of the entire globe. Yeah. You wouldn't be there without Canadians in the war. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's right. I said it. <laughs> but how much, like, how much do you guys even give a shit about what the hell's going on, you know? I mean, maybe you follow the the um, election this year because it was so crazy. It and- was. It was a. It was a bit of a gong show. It was two people treating each other so badly. It was uh, pathetic. It was like children. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the, Hillary too. You know, we all know she's got some bad marks against her too. And I just wish there was another person. <laughs> why wasn't there just? Why don't they open it up? That's what I don't understand. Why is it always these two, yeah. right? Yeah, the two Republicans and the Democrats. Why is there not another option? And that, to me, is scary as hell. Because why is that happening? And uh, you as a country, you know, have the ability and the power to change things. But nobody wants to step up and do that. And they just say, well, we'll just see how it goes. You know, it'll be okay. And, you know, I could say that in any country, not just America. If you want to see change in your life, people are really going to have to stand up together. And that's the only way it's going to ever work. They got to do it together to to change things in their in their country. 
Does a lot of what, maybe not necessarily a lot, but is there any aspect of what takes place in America that really affects Canadians? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, or is it more or less just fun to look down and see what the hell we're doing down there? Oh, we shake our heads a lot. <laughs> we do. We do. Because when did it? When did Hollywood get more important than who's running the damn country? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's really call that out. Why is uh, the media more important than what real news is, is happening? And it's just like you're... Media is just feeding you all this crap, but what's really happening is just it's the media is kind of like saying, "Look what's happening over here." They won't see what's going on over here, but look over here. Look at all the shiny stuff, and then what's really happening over here? That's the scary thing about it, and I am uh, a little concerned about our future in Canada as well. But how, like, whatever the hell happens down in America, mm -hmm. whether it's good or bad. No, it will always ripple out. How is it going to affect Canada? It will. It will. It'll all shake out. It will always affect us. It will always affect us. Our dollar is terrible. I can't order anything from the States. I'd love to do that. I'd love to order things from the States. They've got some nice, cool stuff I can bring in, but I can't. Our dollar is terrible. And now the oil and, you know, it's just, you're just shaking your head. We are actually living in a very interesting time right now, you and I. Because we are going to witness something that is both terrifying and amazing. We just don't know which it's going to be. Well, what are we going to witness? There's going to be a transformation. A big one. You think so? Oh, yeah. We've all been talking about it for years. It's all been building up. All of us with the gifts. They can feel it. We can feel it in the energy. We can feel it in the vibration. It almost feels like um, like a big truck runs by. And you feel that vibration, but no trucks are around and you're in the bush. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not the only one feeling this. You just feel like something is building. We better get our shit figured out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. What if that build, what if that raise in consciousness and vibration is because we're getting our shit figured out? That is brilliant. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> but we got to do it. We can't just sit by and not help it mm -hmm. we have to help our environment we can't just sit there we can't even do that we can't sit there in the chair watching tv oh that's too bad about the polar bears oh <laughs> oh that's just too bad those those islands are now underwater oh that's just too bad do you believe in global warming mm, that's a tough one <laughs> my boyfriend and i probably just got to go back and forth on this one there is definitely something happening it's happened before mm -hmm. it's going to happen again in thousands of years from now this is, I, I really do think that a lot of stuff in the air is, is not helping. It's, it's, it's making things happen faster than it would in normal time, you know, but it is happening. It's happening. So you question whether or not it's a thing? No, it is a thing. Yeah. It is definitely happening. I just think we're, we're making it happen faster you think so? than it, than it normally should happen. Cause this has all happened before global warming, the ice age, this has all happened. It's a cycle for the earth, but we are not um, helping it slow down in any respect right now. And that's scary. Even in the States, you guys must be just like, you must be like freaked out. Like We're Los Angeles or is that, no, Florida is it? They're almost, they're building walls because it's climbing. Yeah. It's, it's scary. Yeah. What, what's going to happen to all those homeless people and 
Yeah, the homeless. Yeah, it's just we need to we need to really start caring about each other a lot more. Well, I think you're doing a wonderful job. Thank you. And I think the fact that you have your beautiful shop and that you're here spreading all the good energy and the good vibes. I'm going to hit the microphone and make a huge loud noise. <laughs> it's a start. Yeah, I I'm think doing it is. something. It is a good start. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll just continue to expand. Yeah. Well, there's talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's talk. A lot. Of maybe people. rest for a minute. Rest. Just over a year, right? Yeah. It, it. It'll be maybe in a year. I may just expand somewhere else i don't know i'll see you know what i just kind of go with it mm -hmm. you know if it shows me the way that's where i gotta go and i don't guess anymore i just don't i used to wonder if that's really what was happening now i just go yeah well it's obviously showing me something so i'm just gonna go that way now i'm not even gonna fight it that's the way i need to go that's the thing that's the thing people we as a human species we fight change mm -hmm. we do we fight it why you know, birds fly. They don't fight the wind currents and the fish. They're pushed along the stream. You know, why do we always have to fight change? Just go with it. Just let it happen. Because you know what? You're going to find yourself exactly where you need to be. <laughs> yeah, you can only fight it so long. Exactly. So. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. You're so welcome. And your guys' Facebook page is what? Uh, New Age Insights. Excellent. Smithers. You'll... Google pretty it. easy to find <laughs> that's what i did i yeah. googled it yeah for some reason you know i'm glad you did yeah that's the beautiful thing and i talked to you about this yesterday too where i just get to get online and start googling and you know it leads me to the most magnificent places so yeah smithers is pretty amazing yeah well thank you so much you're so welcome and we have, ugh, it's so fucking cold up here yes it is like Utah's cold, but this is a different level of cold. This isn't even super cold. I used to work out in minus 34. Yeah. Delivering mail. And that's 34 Celsius, which, because mm -hmm. we're all Fahrenheit down there. Yeah. I don't know what the hell it would be. It's like 20 it's degrees below zero or something. Bloody cold. Yeah, it's really 34. cold. 34. <laughs> and then you got the wind on top of that, which is even more cold. Mm -hmm. But Well, hopefully... If you're listening to the podcast and you're out there somewhere where it's cold, you're warm. And if not, put a coat on. And uh, thank you again, Michelle. And your toque. <laughs> and everybody go out and have a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful day. Happy Yule, everyone. Just love each other. Take care of each other. Be patient with each other. Don't hurt each other. If it doesn't feel right, there's a reason. Get back on course. You're here to learn something. You're here for enlightenment of some sort. I'm always in awe of how everything works in the universe. It's so simple. And people try to make it so complicated, and it's not.